You must be at least 18 years of age to listen to the following podcast. And you are listening to Sexual Heroes. My guest goes by the name Naughty. He is host of the podcast Naughty Audio for Men, a show dedicated to gay audio erotica, which includes narrated true and fictional sex stories, fantasies, and confessions, interviews, role play, audio of sex, phone sex, and orgasms, and autonomous sensory meridian response. ASMR. Naughty, thank you for being on Sexual Heroes today. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be on it. You provide a great service to men who (laughs) get turned on by what they hear. Yes, I do. And a podcast is the perfect medium for that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm not aware of any other podcasts like that. Are you? Mm-hmm. Not really. I mean, that's the reason why I started. Well, there there isn't a pod. There's no podcast that is exactly like mine. And I'll say mm-hmm. and I'll explain why. So, I would say in more recent years, I've been told that my voice is either sexual. And by the way, for those that don't know, um, my voice is a little bit modulated, lower, so you'll hear it modulated. But, but uh, you know, I, my my voice is a little bit higher than what you hear on the podcast. But Anyway, with that being said, um, so I was told that my voice is either sexual or sensual or welcoming, calming, inviting, whatever. And I was like, huh, okay. I love audio erotica. And I thought, well, what if I can use my voice in that way? So I went searching. I went searching in different, app, different apps, different, um, different forums for audio erotica. And I was surprised that there was very, very little uh, with, that involved men, queer men, gay, bi, um, heteroflexible and, and everything else. And, you know, I would submit a little something like a little audition. I would hear nothing back. And, and then I was going straight for the actual male, male, um, platforms on, on, you know, where all the, where, where you can find all your podcasts. And I have to say, even, and no offense to other people, but the gay sex stories were either, um, either the quality wasn't as good or, they weren't still going or it, it just didn't really fit for me. And so I, I decided, you know, make what you want to see, or in this case here. And so uh, it started out with just me narrating true and fictional erotic stories. But I, uh, there's a component that I always wanted to add actual real stories from guys. Um, there are sex stories, fantasies, confessions, whether they're closeted or out or anything like that. And then um, so that's how that started. And then it, it, it kind of evolved to include interviews, role play, phone sex, all kinds of things to get your dick up and to get you off. Well, you said you personally were into audio erotica. Tell me about that. I get turned on very easily anyway. And um, and I love voices. I love the texture of, of different voices. I love storytelling and I love being able to close my eyes and uh, just get lost in the fantasy and jack off or masturbate. I like the fact that with a podcast with audio, I mean, you can do it anywhere, you know, and, uh, or you listen to it anywhere. So that's why, so that's why. 
Hmm. Well, it's kind of like porn for your ears. Yes. And in particular, my interviews have become very popular because it started, like I said, it started out just me wanting to hear the stories of these uh, different guys. And then there was an episode with a guy named Rex, who was a, used to call himself a straight model for photographers and artists. And he talked to me uh, in this interview about how they, how basically they groomed him and kind of seduced him and, uh, and start touching him and all this stuff. And he actually liked it and he realized now he's bi. And at the end of it, um, I was like, wow, I wish I could see kind of what you look like then. And he's like, well, I thought that's what we were going to do. So we flipped the camera on and we had what I call playtime, which I guess would be basically uh, virtual porn. But the difference is that I'm only using my voice. He can't see me. Mm -hmm. I'm using my voice to get him off. And mm -hmm. he allowed me to share pictures of it from my Patreon. Well, and then it evolved from there with a, a content creator named Massive who does OnlyFans. And after the interview, we decided that we would have a sexy playtime and he can put it on his OnlyFans on my Patreon. So in that sense, it really has morphed more into, uh, I guess, audio porn. Mm -hmm. And speaking of porn, I was doing mainstream porn with some of the bigger studios for about a decade. Mm -hmm. And when I think about being verbal and things that you hear, I remember being on the set of, say, a Catalina production and them wanting you to talk. Keep talking, keep talking, say more, say more, moan, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. And it became very, well, especially for someone like me who historically was not very verbal during sex, it was very awkward. I'm sure everybody has seen a porn video where, where the, there's a script and it is so damn corny yeah, and unnatural. And that's how it felt right. for me. And mm -hmm. so I think just as what you hear can be a turn on, it could be a turn off. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And what is hot to one person is not to another, just like it is with, with who you're attracted to physically. Same thing with yeah. what you hear. Yeah, I've had issues, well, not issues, but there's, it's hard because uh, I even talked on one of the episodes about how there are men that like the word pussy and there are men that like the word hole. And I don't, and, the, and they're just, there are men that like the word dick, men like the word cock. They're just, they're very strict on what words they like to hear. So I could be telling a very, very hot story or in a very, very um, hot engagement with one of my guests. And then some a listener might hear the word cock and immediately they're to go soft. Um, same thing with, you know, dick or, pussy. you know, guys, some guys don't want to hear that their hole is a pussy. Some guys are like, no, just my hole. So in that sense, yeah, it, it really is hard to please it sometimes. But, you know, you just got to, first of all, the stories I read, most of them are true. And you have to be true to what that person, what the author or person said. Mm -hmm. And I also have to be true to myself when I can. So it's a, it's a balancing act. Yeah. Well, when you're trying to appeal to a mass audience, it is, I would imagine much trickier for a listener who is playing with someone one-on-one. -on -one, the takeaway is what you think might be hot to them may not be. And right. you, you mentioned the whole pussy versus hole or whatever. The, the last thing I want to hear a top, say about that body part 
is that it's a man cunt or man pussy or pussy, or I don't want my body parts to be feminized. That is not Mm. a turn on, but it does seem to be very common. (laughs) And I can be in a really hot scene and someone could use just one word and take me totally out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you when it comes to the word pussy, when I ask, I think may, I just kind of developed a theory that maybe, you know, like me being bi and that there are some many guys that are bi or, or have this uh, certain thing that, that maybe that's why they tend to use the word pussy more than say, and I don't know your sexual orientation, but if you're, if you're just gay, you might be turned off by, that word. I don't know. I just thought about it. Yeah. Well, it's a good hypothesis, but I do know a lot of gay guys, strictly gay guys that do True. use those words for sure. True. I think it's something for people to consider when they're playing and in their communication ahead of time. Right. Right. In a BDSM scene, there's a lot of communication that goes on in advance. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's always the same when it comes to vanilla sex. I don't think people sit down and talk about all the ins and outs and, and right. th- things just kind of un- unfold a little bit more naturally. But um, I am yeah. used to BDSM scenes where things are really, really communicated ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Another example is the term boy or slave or daddy or master. Right. Things like Things like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I actually was asked to get together with somebody that I had known for years and he moved to my town and we were going to get together and to possibly connect in an, in a BDSM way. And he was into me calling him daddy and him calling me boy. And I said, this doesn't really work for me. And (laughs) after all those years, that was it. It was over. So well, when you yeah. say over, like the friendship or just the sexual? No, just the, the, the ability to connect on a sexual level. Cause that was so, oh, gotcha. it was so key to his, his sexuality. And so mm-hmm. not a part of mine, just the words that we could not connect. So I, I just think that really demonstrates the power of words. Yeah. Absolutely. Can I say one thing? Yeah. I'm very excited to be on the show and because how I found you, I thought you were going to ask me, well, how'd you find me? But how I found you was there was a guy on Twitter who hot guy from the UK and he was stroking and he loved, he found my podcast and I was like, Oh, well, how did you find it? He's like, Oh, well, I love watching this or I love listening to this other podcast, sexual heroes. And you came up as suggested as well. I was like, huh? Okay. So let me check it out. And I became instantly jealous. Like I had like a mini, like, you know, pout face because you nabbed a couple of guests that I've been trying to get forever. Nick lucky Nick's lucky charms. I'm talking about you. Um, I don't know if you listen on a regular basis, but I've been trying to get him on because I'm, I'm trying to do what I want to do is have one episode where it's a panel of foot fetishists. A lot of guys have foot fetishes and everybody seems to think it's all for one reason. And people have very different stories. And so I wanted to kind of get a panel of guys and, you know, this guy, Nick on, on Twitter, I mean, he's just, you know, it, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I really want to get, sorry okay. about that. <laughs> well, maybe one of his lists or one of his, um, one of his fans will make him aware of it if he doesn't hear it himself. 
I hope so. But anyway, but I, I'm just ex- really excited to be here. So good, good. I'm really glad to have have you here. Are you aware of the old like one nine hundred numbers from decades ago? With sort of oh yeah yeah. I don't know. Do people still have phone sex? I know I do. Oh, yeah. they do. Oh, they have yeah. chat rooms dedicated to that. In fact, that several episodes on my podcast are actual real guys having phone sex recorded. Yeah. They submitted it. And so they knew, you know, that was going there. Well, how, how do you connect with somebody for phone sex? Is it somebody that you've. Yeah. Like there's certain online forums, websites that have chats. And basically when you go in the chat, you can look at the profile, you can see what they're looking for. You can tell them what you're looking for. And, and then it, it just happens that way. Oh, name one of the websites. This is totally new to me. There's a gay chat. It used to be called mygay.net, I think. Even if you put that there, even if you type that in, it would mm-hmm. still come up. But I think it's called my gay chat zone now. And that's where I find, you know, I, I'm reluctant because they're not paying me any money here. But, uh, but, but no, that's where a lot of, a lot of, um, phone sex happened. It used to be on gay.com before they totally revamped it and lost a lot of people that were interested because they no longer have those chats as, as far as when I last looked. And so those chats were to connect people who liked to have phone sex. Oh yeah. They, yeah. I mean, yeah, they have a, they have a, mm. a plethora of different kinds of uh, chat rooms, whether it's role play or interracial or whatever. And then there's phone sex. And so, yeah. Hmm. You didn't know about that? No. Oh, okay. Is that something that interests you or are you just genuinely just curious? Well, here's the thing. I never really thought about how important the verbal was for me until very recently. I mean, I've always liked, it's great when a top daddy is telling you how he wants his dick serviced, right? But that's when you're face to face, right? You're sucking somebody's dick and they're talking to you. But I right. never really had the experience of just hearing someone and it making me want to pop a load like I did in the past. I would say it was just in the past year. All these things are happening to me so late in my life. Um, but there's a guy on Bait World. He goes by the name Bader. He does not show him his face, but he'll go into the cam room and turn on his mic and you can hear him. And he's just got the sexiest mm-hmm. voice. He will kind of direct himself towards one or two baiters. And he has focused on me a couple of times and mm-hmm. gotten me to pop. I mean, just hearing him and talking to me and me not even seeing him has, has gotten me to explode. Could you see any of him or just, or no, he doesn't turn his cam on. I love that. And I'm I'm not going to be offended that you said this was the sexiest. Um, One of the sexiest. (laughs) No, 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 no. I haven't had a chance to, to kind of. (laughs) You may get a chance. Oh, I'm planning on it. I'm counting on it. Okay. Um, So I guess my point is this idea of verbal in and of itself being a sexual thing is kind of new to me, but obviously not to you and a lot of other people. No, I've always been a very verbal person when it comes to sex. Like I just love being verbal. I love being kinky. I love being verbal. I love, I think one of the things I love and turns me on more than anything else is when somebody who is unassuming 
doesn't necessarily have to be shy. They could be any age or whatever. They just seem straight laced. And then in the midst of sex, they say some freaky, you know, like shit like that. It's just like, where, where did this come from? You know? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I've always been that way. And that's another reason why and I'm a giver too. And that's another reason why I, I do the podcast because I love, I love that, that feeling of getting someone to completion. And I have to say, I think that I, I'm not just saying this because it's me. I've been told that I have a gift because uh, I'd hinted at this before the interview, which is that I have, everybody's different. And I know that one approach to one guest when it comes to playtime, sex, you know, sexy playtime is not going to work for the other. And so I'm very big about finding out what they like, what turns them on and tr- seeing if I can bring myself to that. I have to be into it as well, but yeah. So I'm, I'm really good at kind of morphing into those things. And I don't want people to think that it's fake. It's just that I'm really good at bringing my, bringing myself to somebody else's particular um desires. Well, I think that's what I was trying to get at before is even for vanilla sex, if you've never thought of having this as part of your conversation before sex about what kinds of things do you like to hear that turn you on? Maybe everybody should do that before they have sex is talk about what you like to hear, or what you don't like to hear. I think so. But I know that there are a lot of people out there that don't like that. Yeah. There are a lot of people that like, you know, just the spontaneity and the, or in the organic, mm getting in bed and getting, getting to getting together. But I I have to say for me, I think in the end, it'll be, it can be a much more pleasurable experience if you kind of get some of those just little tiny details out of the way. I don't, I don't think it should be discussed like it's some kind of transaction, but no, just, you know, just. Well, and you don't want it scripted. You don't want something that's unnatural. I talked about having some, you know, servicing some daddy and, having him tell me how to suck his dick, but I mean, I know how to suck a dick. And if he sounds like he's forcing it, that's not hot. There's a fine line there. It has to be natural. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't feel like you people should be talking the entire time. I think you, I, I think that there is a limit for me. And I think that you have to let your body tell you what to say or let somebody else's body, body tell you what to say, Mm -hmm. or, you know, just, get out of your head and if you don't have anything to say at least moan or do some indicate somehow that you're enjoying it but yeah let your body tell you your body will talk to you and then verbalize it it's, it's yeah i like it that made me think of another thing about verbal it's not just something that can turn somebody else on but it, verbal can also provide feedback to the other person what feels good what doesn't feel good oh yeah and some bottoms whether it's a bdsm BDSM scene or just a vanilla missionary style fuck scene, there could be a bottom that gives absolutely no feedback. And I don't know too many tops who find that as enjoyable as being with a bottom who provides some feedback, some moaning, some something. Yeah. I don't care how, how nice your ass looks uh, bouncing off my dick or somebody else else's dick. I don't care how gorgeous you look or, or how intense the fucking is. If I can't, if I don't hear anything, my mind is just telling me, okay, you're like, all right, let me back it up. Let me just get this guy off and do it. Like, I need to know I'm I'm not having a good time. If you're not having a good time, that's Mm -hmm. just me. There are some people that don't care about whether you're having a good time, but I am. And I need, and I need some feedback. I mentioned that this idea of 
the verbal being so key to sex was kind of a new thing. And just about a year ago, maybe a little more, I don't know, about a year ago, Bait World asked me to put together a video for their baiter training series on being verbal. When they asked me, I thought it was odd because, like I said, historically, I've not been a very verbal person sexually. Yeah, that seems ironic. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they went to you. Maybe somebody saw me in a camera when I was verbal that day or something. I don't know. I, oh, I really, okay. I should ask him. Right? Maybe they've seen some <laughs> yeah. of your old footage. Or, your <laughs> or they've seen some of my old films or something. Anyway, I said, yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. And so I put together a video called Get Verbal. Uh-huh. And you have seen it now. Yeah. What was your reaction to the video? I have to say, I'm, I'm, I'm a little shocked to know that you, tra- you that you traditionally are not a verbal person because I could not tell from the video. Uh, I thought it was an absolutely important video. Do you happen to know uh, Jalen Ricks, Dr. Jalen Ricks, or Daddy Will Tantra? Well, Will has been a guest on my podcast. Okay. And I have been in communication with Jalen. I am aware of him, yes. Okay. Okay, yeah, they've both been on my podcast. And you just, your video reminded me very much of what it's like to have one or both of them teaching something like this. And that's like, that's a compliment because they're very much into the verbal. I loved it. And uh, and for a couple of reasons, first and foremost, as you know, from some of my Twitter um, activity, I've become more involved in an understanding of baiters and the world of baiters. You know, I've been on Bait World before, but never really kind of got into it like others because I was at one point, I'm like, how many times do I have to say the same word over and over and over again? Uh, your video really does not only, it helps people understand or it helps guys understand why it is that certain words like penis are used so much. Because I was telling somebody, I was like, oh, this 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 community is so cool. I'm not, I like it, it's really cool. But they're very, very specific. They like words like penis and masturbate and sperm. And they like to pronounce it, enunciate it very much so. And, and just kind of, and they'll say a semen or a sperm for a lot of people that can be like, huh? But what I loved about your video is that it really did kind of explain it and it goes through the entire process. It's helpful to me to be quite honest, because there are so many guys that I want to have on my show that I can verbally, you know, fuck their minds. And, but a lot of them are just too shy and they feel like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And I think your video is, would be the perfect instruction. My initial thoughts were like, I love the high definition of this video because I can smell and taste you right now. Like I want, like, like seriously, like I want to be my nose to be right under your balls and like smelling and tasting you and just, you know, ugh, like I wanted to lick you up and sniff. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm going too much, but I'm just, I'm doing too much, but sorry. But yeah. Are you blushing? You look like you're blushing. I know what you're doing. Okay. Uh, what were we talking about? We're talking about me wanting to suck your sweaty balls and, and suck your thick cock. Um, shoot. Oh, wait, what was I going to say? Um, you really did throw me off. Did um, I? Oh, I thought verbal didn't do anything for you. Yeah, I know. Um, I told you I've got talent. Oh, oh, oh. No. Maybe if I'm asked to do a, a part two, I will consult with you. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm already, I'm so turned on now, but anyway. 
I asked you to send me some information about you in advance of the interview, and you 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 did that, and you included a reference to ASMR, Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Can you talk about that? Yeah, and so I actually put that on there, even though I haven't started it yet. I am going to start incorporating gay ASMR, um, but ASMR the without being technical because it's hard to break the technical down there there are certain sounds that make people when they hear it make them tingle it tingles in their ears and their brain they just really like the certain sounds and it might be so relaxing it might be for me sometimes it's to turn on depending on what's being said that's really what it's about they have asmr podcasts there are actually youtubers that make a living doing asmr videos and to give you an example we're not just talking about okay the sound of a, a, a crackling fire uh like i love the sound of keyboards keys typing what else there are a lot of whispers because whispering a lot of puts these nice calming tingles in someone's ear for me one of my the strangest thing one of my favorite things is the, the cranial exam they do this fake role play stuff on YouTube, whether it's doing a, a cranial exam or um, doing, you know, when you go like to get your eyes checked and they'll say, okay, one or two, one or two, yes. like things like that. Some, and you hear the clicks of the oh, yeah. thing, things. Yeah. So things like that can cause a lot of tingles. Basically that's kind of what it is. All these different kinds of sounds and hmm. touch and, but mostly sounds and whispers that stimulate people in some way, whether it relaxes them or makes them feel some kind of way. Hmm. Gay ASMR for me, I, and I'm not, I'm not coining the term. I've seen it done many times and I'm definitely going to start doing that where, you know, you say certain words, how you uh, fix the microphone and the way it will echo in your ears. It's very, very powerful. They get, they get kind of crazy sometimes. Like I know there's this, some people like gum smack, some people like gum smacking. I hate uh. it. I, I cannot do it. Some people like there's this one woman they like to hear her eat a pickle, a bunch of pickles out of a jar, and then, so yeah, it's yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's interesting. Hmm, gum smacking that just sent my head in another direction. God, there are definitely sounds I do not like, but that makes me think of other kinds of sounds, like when someone is sucking your dick or you're sucking somebody else's dick, or exactly when, when you're stroking. When I'm on cam sometimes and stroking my dick, people will comment about the sound of the stroking and that turns them on. Oh, yeah. Like I love hearing a slurpy blowjob. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A slurpy, sloppy blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think anybody who's listened to this has got to think about sound and sex differently than they did before. If they were not into or didn't consider themselves very auditory when it comes to sex. It's amazing how my, the podcast has really taken off. Since you said that, I listened to yours just before I asked you to be on the, the show. Uh, who was it? Was it Andre? The Aussie Andre? Or? Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Which brings up another thing about sound accents. Mm -hmm. and how certain accents can be unbelievable turn on. Right. Um, so I listened to that and hearing him and I love that accent. It's yeah, very sexy. And he's a sweetheart. 
that episode was about um, Andre. He's from Australia and he talks about um, what it was like living in the closet and having a, uh, a ma- being married basically and what his final straw was and how he almost committed suicide and things like that. But then he found himself, he came out and he's one sexy, sweet guy, just amazing. And at the end of the uh, interview, I was able to um, use my talents to get him in the sexy mood and yeah, I got him off. And for those who actually want to see the video of that portion, see, I, I, I provide the video for those on my Patreon. And I have to say, he's got a nice, thick, meaty cock. So. Mm-hmm. There's definite incentive. I would just want to read the post that I wrote after I listened to that episode okay. of yours. I wrote on Twitter, some of my listeners might be interested in this podcast was listening to his latest guest talk about a recent sexual experience. And it made me smile after a really shitty work day. That was so sweet. And I was curious as to what made you smile. Hearing him talk about his experience and your interaction, it was really a turn on and just, it was super fun. Yeah. Well then, you, you know, in my most recent episode, and that one doesn't end in play, but it's very interesting. I interviewed a, a guy named Mike who talks about all the gay sex he had in Bible college, mm-hmm. uh, which included circle jerks with his doormate and his professor slash who was also a pastor who joined in. It was very interesting to hear about all the things that he was talking about that, that went on. So there are a, lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of things. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check that one out. If I were going to be on your podcast and we were going to do a playtime session, how would you prepare for that? Or would you not prepare for it? Well, I always prepare and kind of giving away my secrets here, but basically, I mean, it's not really so much secret. It's kind of like what I said before, I would ask you, I would say, Robert, what kinds of things turn you on? What are your erogenous zones with Rex? It was really easy because he liked being an exhibitionist. He liked being uh, watched and kind of semi taken advantage of. Uh, Then with Massive, I knew that it was going to be a little bit more of a challenge. And he told me he's used to getting all kinds of, you know, guys that are hitting him up, want to do this, that or the other. So I realized that when we played, you know, me just talking dirty and all that stuff, that's not really enough. So what I did was. And in my interviews, I usually will, I usually ask them, okay, well, what is a memorable sexual experience or something you really love? And he talked about his uh, daddy, this daddy that fucks him real good and all this stuff. And so in order to get him in a state of mind to where he would get aroused and then come, I helped to recreate the scene for him before we knew it. I had inserted myself. I slid in there myself and was able to use myself to get it. To, you know, to get it done. Same mm-hmm. way I did with Andre, you know, because Andre was very, very reluctant and very, you know, shy because Andre is not a content creator. That was not his original plan to do it. He gave me permission, but that was not in his original plan. Mm-hmm. So back to you. So I would ask what things you like, what things you're into. If there was something that I was definitely into, I would ask you, are you into this or not? You know, just to kind of ask with a bunch of other things because I don't want to turn them off. So I would ask you that, ask you your erogenous zones and and then go from there. Mm-hmm. Well, my guests might be able to listen to that happen on your podcast sometime soon. I hope so. <laughs> like even watching you now, 
like, because I can see you, like, I'm just wondering, like, what do these pits smell like? Like, I want to know. Yeah. Oh my God. Look at those pits. You want to take a whiff and tell me? It smells like deodorant. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not one of those guys. You know how you, you have the gays that are like, I, I can't stand deodorant or yeah. any sort of. Oh, yeah. That, that's a whole nother episode just on man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And there are others that are like, no, I need I need to have, you know. Um, but no, I well, let me just say in that scene, in that video, I just wanted to be like right in my nose, right at the edge of your balls and just sniff and smell and lick and just taste the sweat off your ball sack and just take my tongue just indulge me for a second robert i wanted to will you do that for me okay yeah yeah and i wanted to take my tongue and look up your shaft making sure that i reached every vein on that beautiful cock you were stroking till i got right up to the knob right up on the frenulum and just put my thick lips on and just started moving around at the top putting my tongue in the piss slit wait i'm gonna stop you what if I'm not really into getting sucked? You're not? Mm-mm. Well, what are you into? <laughs> Aside from BDSM stuff, which is like mm-hmm. a big part of my sexuality, mm-hmm. when it comes to more vanilla stuff, I'm into exhibitionism. I'm, a, I'm big into baiting. Um, I love sucking dick. Uh, I like being uh, tied up and used either end. Um, Actually, another thing I'm going to add is you're going to hear a lot more of me basically bonding and baiting with some beta bros and that will be mm. really hot and exciting but anyway mm. all right back to this part so you said so you like you're right, like being tied up and used and all that stuff yeah i mean if if i am on your podcast i will i was thinking about what story i would tell and it came to my mind immediately actually let me well what about your hole what about it so you like do you like being dominated mm-hmm. yeah yeah you like it kind of wild don't you i could mm-hmm. tell you're a fucking pig, man. If if I'm gonna get fucked, I'd much rather be tied up and immobilized and blindfolded. I can just imagine. Yeah, yeah. If, especially if you tell your experience, I'll be able to get back in there. Mm-hmm. But so then, why don't you be a good boy for me and let me, let me see your hole? <laughs> now you said boy. Oh yeah. Well, okay, okay. Good boy. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? Not boy, boy. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no. Yeah. So no. You know, you are definitely not a boy. You are a man. You're all man. And I like looking, I love like, fuck, man. Yeah, why don't you fucking show me your hole? No, 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 no. Oh, come on. We'll save that for your show. But see, the smiles you're giving me, the blushing makes me want to keep going. Mm-hmm. But I won't. I'll respect. Hey, what about, like we talked about feet. You're not, you're partnered, right? Mm-hmm. Your partner has a foot fetish, but you don't, right? Right. You do, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I'd love to fucking tie you up. Like you're talking about tying you up, tying you up and like taking so can like fucking you, like pounding your fucking ass, making the bed shake while I suck on your toes and fucking pinch your nips and just fucking take control of you. There just you go. Make, oh man, I just want to fucking wake the neighbors, man, and just fucking pound you into the fucking bed, man. That's create a big old, Yeah. Oh, that's your jam? Fuck yeah. <laughs> create a fucking big old fucking bed wet spot on the bed. Fucking open your mouth and spit in your mouth and just fucking grab onto you and choke you and just make you fucking, oh, just pound that hole. Like, no tomorrow. Yeah. Fucking feeling your body squirm and 
your toes curling, your fucking hands going to fucking fists while you're tied up because you know you can't move. I'm just fucking feeling that ecstasy of the fucking slam my fucking dick inside you. Yeah. These fucking big heavy balls slapping your fucking taint, man. Fuck. That's it. There you go. That's what you you like, huh? That's what wakes you up. That's what wakes up fucking That'll wake me up. Mm, I can't wait to wake you up. Fuck yeah. Okay. I can't. I can't. Let me, can I just say one more thing? Yeah. I can. I cannot wait to leave that fucking hole, nice and pink and red and sore and satisfied, full of my juices, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did that get your dick going? Mm-hmm. You woke your fucking dick up. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, you don't have to show anything, man. But just tell me how it feels right quick before we get back to it. Um, Come on. I may have to jerk off afterwards. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, Nani's going to fuck that ass up, man. Nani's going to bust those fucking cakes, man. Naughty. Yeah. <laughs> Any last words for the listeners before we wrap up? The thing I love about my podcast is that we all have things that we do or say or, or feel in our private lives. And just nothing really turns me on more. And not even just turns me on, fascinates me. Because there are certain things that don't turn me on, but things that fascinate me about the kinds of lives people live behind the closed doors in this case particularly men and i just want i want to hear your stories you know talk to me i mean i can read stories all day long and i will but i also want to hear from you guys directly what your stories are and my guests don't have to worry because i will alter their voices so they're so to protect their anonymity in fact there is an episode on there it's a bonus episode that i released about a guy who has been he's bisexual he's in the closet and he's been cheating on his wife for 11 years with men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't even get to that part yet because he was telling me all about like, you know, in high school when he was supposed to be in class, he was at home hosting, basically hosting all these different guys to come in and have sex and fuck them um, when his parents were at home. And we just, we just covered a lot. But so, yeah, so I, you know, people, all my guests have said, and I say this to future guests, you're safe with me. Our interviews don't always have to end in any sort of play. Um, I just, I just want to hear them. And, and one last thing I do make also this thing called compilations. So I love if you just send your, uh, audio of your orgasms to me and yeah, I'll compile them. So if one of my listeners wants to be in one of your episodes and tell a story, they could, they could message you and, and yes, send me, yes. Send me an email at naughty audio for men at gmail.com. Tell me you want to be on the story. Tell me, give me a little bit of idea what it's about. Can't do like the underage stuff. Right. You know, it's legal, mm-hmm. getting legal issues like that. But, but yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, Naughty, thank you very much for being on Sexual Heroes today. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And follow me on Twitter. If you want, you, you, there's a Reddit page if you really want to um, get in and, and have a conversation and, and comment on the episodes. Uh, that, uh, and there's also my Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at audio for men, uh, to stay connected. And there is also, uh, an, a naughty audio for men, anonymous feedback hotline where you can call in and, uh, leave a voicemail. I'm not going to pick up, leave a voicemail saying what you like, what you don't like, well, what you like <laughs> and what you want to see more of. And, um, and if you want to leave an orgasm there, you can, and I've had that. But guys, this is not a phone sex line, so please stop calling trying to have phone sex with me. That's all. All right, thank you so much, Robert. For information with links about a guest on Sexual Heroes, visit the show notes. 
And please be sure to follow me on Twitter at Robert Black XXX. Thanks for listening. Bye.